Hey, this is Pastor Bob Stephen, lead pastor at Pursuit Church SA, and this is our podcast. Listen, would you take a minute to share and subscribe to this podcast? Also, we would love to connect with you, so please visit us at PursuitChurchSA.com or on any of our social media pages. Now, here's this week's message. We hope it blesses your life. I just got to start by telling you, you know, whew, it's a challenging week. Yep. <laughs> challenging week. But God does his best work in challenging times. Can you just, can you believe that? God does his very best work in our lives in our most challenging times. Yeah, that's a fact. You know, it's, it's nothing catastrophic. It's just life, man. It's just, it's just life. He's, he's been at us and at us and at us this week. And maybe some of you have had that kind of yeah. week too. If you have, I'm glad you're here in the house of God today. Yeah. There's no better place for you to be. You know, sometimes when challenges come, not in the message, but we want to run away. We want to hide. We want to isolate. And I'm telling you, that's the worst thing you can do. Yeah. Hey, do we need time to process? Yeah, we do. We do. And we honor that. God honors that too. Process with him. But also, he gave us a, a family, a group of believers to process with as well and love each other. And that's what it's about. So just, you know, if, if, if there's sometimes you just feel, I don't know, last place I want to be today is church. Guess what? Sometimes the last place we want to be is church. <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm just, so I'm, no, I'm going to be real now. Sometimes we, we, we've had a week, man, said, I don't know. But there's no better place to be than God's house. That's right. so peace, no better place. Peace and joy and love and friendship and what we need is here in this house. Amen. Well, welcome to Vision Sunday. Vision Sunday. Wow, we are so excited. You know, Vision Sunday is kind of like the State of the Union address, right? I promise or I hope we're not as boring as some of the people that actually do that thing. Um, I'm not going to name names, parties, whatever. Kind of they're equally boring, to be honest with you. So hopefully what you're going to hear today is from God. You're going to hear his words, his, uh, and, and God is never boring. Okay, and Lord, help us not to be boring, because God's not boring. That I guarantee you. So what we're going to do today a little bit is we're going to look back at 2022. We're going to look at all the great things that God did in this church. And then we're going to look forward to 2023 and what we believe all that God has for this church in the year to come. We're going to cast vision, and we're going to unite around the direction that God wants to give us together here in 2023. Vision Sunday, my friends, is for you personally. Yeah. It's for your families. And it's for this family of Pursuit Church, all united together. That's right. That's right. You know, the vision of Pursuit Church is to connect to Jesus, find your purpose, and make a difference. Connect to Jesus, find your purpose, and make a difference. Yeah. And Everything that we do here, our core values, our culture, our DNA, it's, it's over by the welcome table if you've ever noticed it. But everything we do here is to fulfill that vision of connecting people to Jesus, helping them find their purpose so that we can all make a difference. And servanthood is something that you're going to hear us talk a lot about here, around here, because it's a big deal. Like I said, it's one of our core values. It's part of our DNA as a church. But... I think about servanthood and I look at Jesus and that's his whole point of coming to this world is to serve us, to give us a savior, to save us from ourselves, to save (laughs) us from the devil, to save us from all the things that, that hit us so hard. Servanthood matters. It matters to God and it matters to us. And you know, when we look back over 2022, we see that this church has served each other well, as well as the city. Amen. Pursuit Church has served the city well. Um, At the beginning of the year, we launched our women's ministry, RISE, which is RISE. A lot of us have some of the pink sweatshirts on today. RISE is our women's ministry. We were able to launch that at the beginning of last year, and we had an amazing night that night. We had a Galentine's event, and it was just for the ladies, but some of the guys served, and that was really cool to have the guys helping us and, and serving us as the ladies. And that night, we had over 80 ladies in attendance. And that's not bad for a small church at our first big event. Yeah. 80 yeah, ladies. Let's, yeah, we can yeah, clap that, for that. 
That's for him. That's his glory shining through. And you know what? We had so much fun that night. We had games and, and giveaways and prizes. We had amazing food, all free for the ladies. We had some cool church merch. We just had a great time. And also, and I would say even more importantly, we got to sow seeds of love and encouragement yeah, into yeah. ladies. And you know what? That night, eight women gave their lives Woo, to now Jesus. Now that's something to clap about. Wow. But guess what? Everybody who served or who helped out to make Rise happen, y'all played a part in that. Y'all played a part in that. And you know what? You're going to get to hear those words. Well done, my good and faithful servant. That matters. That service matters because it led to lives changed. Destinies changed forever. Again, serving matters. It matters to us and it matters to God because Jesus himself said, I didn't come here to be served. I came to serve. You know, in speaking of service, the community, we've said from the beginning, we believe it now more than ever, a community should be better because a church is in it, right? That's what we said from the beginning. And you know what? There's lots of different outreach things that churches can do, and they're all wonderful. I I really believe they're they're awesome. God put on our heart for this specific church and this specific community to feed the hungry. And so from the very beginning, the first month we launched the church, we started our food pantry. We did not delay. We, we just said, no, this is what God's called us to do. And from the beginning, that's what we did. Wow. This area has been described to us as a food desert. That means there's a lot of hungry people in this area. And you know what's, what's all God is we didn't even know that when God put that on our hearts. It wasn't like, hey, they said the food desert. Then we said, okay, no. God said, no, this is what I'm calling you to do. And of course, God's, God's word is always confirmed and affirmed. It was yeah. after we'd made that decision that people started telling by the way, y'all were in a food desert. Did you know that? Yeah. No, we actually didn't. But God did. Yeah. And so here's the deal now. Every month, people in this area, they've come to depend upon yeah. that food now. I mean, yesterday we served more homeless people than we have at any pantry yet today. We yeah. had more homeless people come yesterday. What a blessing. What a, what a beautiful... You know what? Wait, Go I got to yeah. say something. Yeah. This isn't in the notes, but here we go. Um, it's interesting that we served a lot of homeless people yesterday because a lot of the things that we got from our provider were packaged things like you could just open up and eat you didn't have to cook them well, what do you know so god was like all over that all over yesterday's pantry it matters it just matters it does and, and god knows the beginning from the end right yeah. he, he already knows what's coming yeah. uh, so you know and again we've always said with that food pantry it's not just about filling stomachs that's great yeah. But we're here to fill spirits. We're here to fill souls. Yeah. So, man, Luchana, how many people did we p- pray with yesterday? I mean, I, I lost count. <laughs> Every time they come, we get a chance to pray with people. That is so much more valuable. The food's going to be gone in a couple days. Let's just be honest. The food, you know, that's going to feed them for maybe a three days, a week, whatever. But that spiritual enrichment that they get, I'm telling you, yeah. that is really what it's all about. Yeah. And so God's looking for co-laborers, not spectators. You know, I'm just being real. That's what the Bible says. God says, Jesus said, the field is actually ready. Uh, Y'all, I've prepared a harvest for you. And then he said, there's not very many laborers. Jesus recognized that from the beginning, right? That we were going to need more laborers. And God wants those laborers to come from his church. See, when Jesus said that, he was actually talking to church people. He was talking to his followers. He wasn't talking to non-believers. He was talking... You are the laborers I'm looking for is what Jesus was telling them then. And he's telling us the same thing. You see, because we're created for relationships. So when we get together and serve as a team, we're building those relationships and we're bringing people in relationship to God at the same time. You know, you may not be aware of this, but many people that serve at our food pantry actually don't go to this church. They don't even go to this church, but they're coming because they're co-laboring with us to fill that part of the vision of connecting people to Jesus. But Sunday mornings, that's this house. Sunday mornings is our opportunity to be co-laborers with God and what he's doing here. You know, we have a small group of about 15 to 20 people and they serve every single Sunday. But just with those 15 people serving every Sunday, we've been able to accomplish a lot this year, this church. 
But here's the thing. God is calling us to so much more. You know, he's calling us to get connected to each other so that we can build relationships here, sow into each other, and then lead others to him. Amen. Amen. And he's calling us to more this year. Yes. You know, I know that a lot of y'all want to serve. You just haven't been able to get connected on a team for whatever reason. Maybe time, you know, maybe, maybe you've had other obligations and you can't, you can't do it. Or maybe you just didn't even know about it. Or maybe nobody's asked you. If nobody's asked you, then you know what? We need to ask you, okay? Um, but I know a lot of people haven't been able to for scheduling issues. So you know what? We got together. We got together with a leadership team, and we made some changes. We made some changes so that you can serve on a team. And yeah. actually what we so did, good. and it was creative. We prayed for creativity at our little get-together, and God showed up. And none of us thought of this. This was a God thing. He said, split it into teams, y'all. Split it into two shifts. I was like, that's brilliant. You know, so we that's have <laughs> each team pretty much for the most part. You can serve at a first shift or a second shift. That's amazing. And, and we made it so that it would be, you would be able to walk in what God has for you to do. It's not so much coming and helping out. Yeah, that's a big deal. But it's you walking in your purpose. You walking in your destiny. It matters. So you know what? If you can't get here at 9 a.m. to serve ahead before church, then maybe you can stay a little later and help with the teardown and the cleanup and things like that. Or maybe, you know, you got somewhere to go right after service, then maybe you can flip it and come in the morning and help set it up and get things prepared and, and help us prepare an atmosphere and prepare the house for the people coming in. You have two opportunities now. But here's what I know. Whatever you do bring, God will take it and he will blow it up. He will Amen. multiply Come on. He's, wow, yes, we can yeah, clap for that. It's amazing. Woo. He's in the job of multiplication, and we've already seen that happen. You know, our average attendance on Sundays is about 50 people, but this church has reached over 2,000 people for Woo, Jesus come on. last year. That's Woo, huge. That's multiplication. That's huge. Yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, let's do a little math. <laughs> 2,000 divided by 50 is 40. That means God multiplied 40 times. Wow. The average attendance of what, who shows up here on a Sunday. That is phenomenal. God is a God of multiplication. He's not just addition. He cares about the one, but God is a God of multiplication. Remember that. Believe that. Live your life with that uh, in mind because that's what he does. And as part of those 2,000 people that we served, 50, we had, that included 50 salvations, 50 people whose lives now are eternally different. Yes, we can clap. If we can't clap for that, we can't clap for anything. That's huge. 50 people that now have their name written in the Lamb's book of life. They're in heaven. Their destiny is secure. Their eternity is secure. And that's just the people that told us they made those decisions. I believe there's actually many, many more that made that decision that we just didn't know about. That's right. right? I believe that too. That we just didn't know about. This is why, hear me, this is why Pursuit Church exists. To reach the lost and find them and connect them to Jesus. That's the reason we're here. Can you just imagine what God could do if every single person who calls this their church home, it's about a hundred people, y'all. If every single person showed up on Sundays, can you imagine the people we could reach for Jesus? Let me give you an example. Our kids ministry, they, we need help there. We need help in the kids ministry. And if a hundred people showed up here on Sundays, there'd be plenty of help. The people that are working there have been serving Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, and they do it because they love God and they see the value in bringing the littles into the love and the grace and the mercy of Jesus. But think about that. If, if we had 100 people here, it would be so amazing, the other people we could reach. Let me tell you what happened last year. It broke my heart. Um, at one point towards the fall of last year, we just didn't have enough people to serve. So we had to get creative and flip the switch. And we decided that one Sunday a month, we were going to have to close kids. We just didn't have enough people. And, you know, we, we did what we could do. We set them up in the back and gave them busy boxes with little things about God to color. But we didn't have anybody in there to serve them. So we had to do that. I don't want to do that again. No. I don't want to do that. There's so much more that God wants to do in and through this church, through y'all, through yes. the people that call this home. Amen. So he needs co-laborers to help him do it. Your Amen. presence Amen. matters. I've yes. said this a lot. Your presence matters. Did you know that your presence is tied to your purpose? Wow. It is. Come on. It is. God wants to use you to help fulfill the vision of this house. 
Matthew 6, 33 says, seek first his kingdom. In other words, take care of God's business first, and then he will take care of your business. That's right. Yeah. And some of y'all know what That's I'm good. talking about. Come You're on. living it out right now. Come you, on. you have been seeking God's kingdom first in your lives, and you got fruit. you got fruit to show for that. And some of that fruit is in the numbers we just gave you. That's the right. salvations, the lives yeah. touched, the hungry people fed. God has been so faithful, and we've seen miracles. We've seen people saved. Like he said, their name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Y'all, there is nothing bigger than that. That is Amen. why church is. So good. Yes, come on. Salvation. That's good. Bringing people to Jesus, connecting people to Jesus. We've seen that. We've seen miracles. We've seen chains of bondage, spiritual oppression broken in this house. People have been baptized. Lives have been changed. Children have given their lives to Jesus in this house. This Amen. matters. Yes. This is just the beginning. Absolutely. Just the beginning. Absolutely. Just the beginning. You know, we've been earnestly seeking and praying yeah. about the direction that God wants to take this church, his church, in 2023. And we believe the Holy Spirit's been really just downloading to us that we should recast the vision. That's part of what we're doing today. Mm-hmm. And then this is, these are the words that came to us, and we have a, a scripture that, we're gonna, that really just spoke to both of us that we're going to share uh, today. And the words are this, build the temple. Build the temple. Yeah. And when we say temple, that means both the church and us as individuals, both. So when we hear that word, because in the Old Testament, the temple primarily had a meaning of a meeting place, a a building, a church house. But in the New Testament, it refers to individuals also as the temple, right? right? That's where we get that introduction in the New Testament. And scripture tells us that we as Christians are temples of God. We are temples of God. His spirit lives in us. In other words, our bodies are the house of God just as much as this church is the house of God. So this year, God is leading us to build the temple. Right. Will you open your Bibles to the book of Haggai? It's three books away from the beginning of the New Testament. So it's near the end of the New Testament, or Old Testament, I'm sorry. It's near the end of the Old Testament, right before the New Testament starts. A very short little book, just two chapters. But man, get ready. Some good stuff. You see, Haggai was considered a, a, what they call a minor prophet. I mean, there's not a lot of space he got in the, in the book, right? But the message he got from God was huge. Yeah. Minor prophet, but his, his message was anything but minor. It was impactful, and we're going to look at that today. So to give you the backstory a little bit about what's going on here, the temple, the church at the time was in shambles. Yeah. It was in shambles. It was <laughs> needed to be rebuilt. But here's the problem. Most of the people at the time had forgotten about it. There was just a very few little group that was trying to kind of maintain and keep it. But most of the people were busy doing their own thing. They're living their own lives, spending their time, their money, and everything else on everything but building God's house. Okay? That's that's the circumstance in which mm, that kind of sounds like some parts of our society today, doesn't it? (laughs) I'm just, hey, the word's the word. And they were so busy making time for their own lives that they neglected building God, God's house. So this is what God sent the prophet Haggai to talk to them about. And Haggai kind of called them out and said, hey, this is, God says, this is what's going on, right? But then right after that, I want to pick up the part of Haggai chapter 1, verses 13 and 14 is where we're going to start. So this is after Haggai's kind of, Already called him out, said, this is, hey, God's bringing this to your attention. Then he says this, then Haggai, the Lord's messenger, gave this message of the Lord to the people. I am with you, declares the Lord. So the Lord stirred up the spirit of Zerubbabel, son of Shatil, governor of Judah, and the spirit of Joshua, son of Josedach, the high priest, and the spirit of the whole remnant of the people. And they came and began to work on the house of the Lord Almighty, their God. Notice the order, okay? Look back at the scriptures and notice the order. First, God encouraged them. He encouraged them. He spoke to their souls. 
their mind, their will, their emotions, their emotions. He spoke to that, and he gave them encouragement. And he reminded them, hey, I'm still with you. Amen. And it's a declaration. It says, declares the Lord. I am with you. Declares. He is declaring, encouraging them and reminding them. And then after he encouraged them, he spoke to them deep down in their spirits. Amen. In their spirits. And that's when they received the message. It went deep into their spirits. And then they began the work on God's house and they referred to him as their God. They remembered, Hey, this is our God. This is the God who's done all these mighty things for us, who saved us, who led us out of bondage in Egypt. This is the Lord almighty. They remembered when he encouraged them and he spoke to their spirits and stirred them up. Guys, come on. on. They remembered. And then they took ownership. It's their God, their God's house. And they took ownership and they began to do the work that God called them to do. They just needed a little bit of encouragement. And you know what? God is still speaking us today. He's encouraging us today. Come on. And he he wants to encourage you. Yes, we can clap for that. Come on. Yeah, he hasn't left. God is still there. Thank you. And you know what? He knows the issues of life that you face. He knows that life is hard sometimes. He knows that we get distracted. Let's just be honest. We get distracted. Come on. And sometimes, sometimes we get so knocked down by the things of life that we just want to stay there. We start getting comfortable. You know, we start getting comfortable wherever we are after we got knocked off our feet. God knows that. But here's the deal. You got to get back up. Come on. It's one thing to get knocked down. Get back up. Don't stay in your comfort zone. Let me tell you something. Water that's stagnant that pools up because there's nothing fresh and new flowing in and out of it, it gets stagnant and it's good for nothing. It's good for nothing. But a river, a river is good. It gives life. It gives food. It gives water. It's fresh because it's flowing. Yes. It's flowing. So good. Get back up. Hey, listen, I, I know, I know, God knows. 2022... For, for some of us, you know, we're still kind of mourning some things that didn't work out. Yeah. Okay? It, it wasn't a year where everything went perfect. It's a year we had some hurts and disappointment, some things. But let me just encourage you, keep moving. Yeah. Keep moving. God yeah. is with you, just like he was yep. with the people in Haggai's time. God's still with you, even though you may have had some disappointments. Remember that. Let me, let me just encourage you with that. You know, we started off this month in this, this year talking about change because most people want to change some things, right? When, when they start a new year off. So we've been talking about that. But change only comes with movement. Yeah. Change only comes. Nothing's going to change if you just stay in the same place doing the same things. Change comes with movement. Something has to move. Something has to be different. Yeah. Yeah. Come on now. And despite our best efforts, any real and lasting change can only come, and we've been talking about this, as we develop the character of God. That's the source of lasting change, right, is the character of God that you develop in you. That's the base for all the change in your life. And because we know that we're meant to be like God, that we were created in his image, we know that we're supposed to become like him, right? Pastor Karen talked about that. Two weeks ago, so vital. And our character is that mental and and moral qualities that are distinctive to us as individuals. In last week's sermon, I talked about it being our core, right? Right. And as we start to develop the character of God, moving towards his values and his attitude, it's natural then that we begin to understand the importance of, of building God's house because that we're thinking his house is important to him. So the more we become like him, the more we develop his character, the more important his house, his temple becomes to us, this temple and this temple. Right. That's in the process of developing his value. It's a process. Attitude. So, Hey, even if you started this year, Saying, I'm going to change my character. Okay, maybe you've gotten a little off track. Okay, maybe that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. There's still time. <laughs> Trust me, there's still time. It's just the beginning of the year, and God is still with you. Come on. God is still yes. with you. Still with you. Yeah. you know, our mission, our, our mission here, the vision is one thing. The mission, to accomplish the vision, our mission is to pursue God and love people. 
You see it all around here. And this comes straight from Mark chapter 12, 30, 31. And this is what Jesus was talking about. He said, someone had asked him, what are the greatest commandments? And he said, well, let me tell you what they are. He said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and with all your strength and your mind. Then he says, the second of these, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. Amen. In 2023, God is calling us to build the temple. Come on. And yep. we do that by pursuing God. Invite the Holy Spirit in to help you change your character, to help you grow spiritually in more into the likeness of God. That's our journey as a Christian, Amen. to grow more into the likeness of God. Yes. And we also do it by building the church, building God's church, this body, this house. This place is a place where we want the lost to be welcomed. Yes. We want them to yes. feel loved and not judged. Yes. They get Amen. enough judgment yes. on the outside. Come this on. is a house of God where we love people. We welcome people. We don't judge them. Let's look at Haggai chapter 2. We're going to look at 3 through 5 and 7 through 9. Okay, and this is where Haggai had heard that some of the people... We're starting to compare their church to another church, actually comparing it to Solomon's temple. That'd be like comparing us to, you know, I don't know, CBC, some big old mega church, right? Well, you know what? God had a lot to say about that. He knows. God knows what's going on, y'all. He knows what we're saying. He knows what we're thinking. The devil don't, but God does. And so God had something to say. He said through Haggai, who of you is left who saw this house in its former glory? How does it look to you now? Does it not seem to you like nothing? God's like, is it just nothing to you? Ooh. But now be strong, oh. Zerubbabel, declares the Lord. Be strong, Joshua, son of that guy, the high priest. <laughs> be strong, all you people of the land. Be strong, y'all, yeah. declares the Lord. It's a declaration and work. For I am with you, yes. declares the Lord. This is what I covenanted with you when you came out of Egypt. And my spirit remains Amen. among you. Amen. Do not fear. Wow. God is really talking to him. And he's saying, look, just keep building. Keep building the house. Yes. Keep building the temple. Work. Focus on what I already told you to do. Because I've yes. given you my spirit and I'm with you. Yes. Don't be afraid. You know, we can get bogged down in comparison sometimes, I think. And we need to remember that comparison is the thief of joy. That's right. You get so focused comparing. Well, you lose all your joy in what Come you on. are, who you are, what you Come have. Yep. And we can't get bogged down in that. You know, maybe you're not where you want to be spiritually. Okay. Maybe you've been, you know, scrolling on social media and you see these other people and they may look a lot more holier than you or their lives seem a lot better than you. So you start feeling some kind of something inside. Don't compare your situation to anybody yep. else's. Come on. Stay focused on coming into church. Hearing the word of Lord, we are doing everything that God has called us to do to teach you truth with a capital T. Come on. Not Come somebody on. else's truth, but the truth of the Lord. Amen. Come to church, hear the word, hear the truth, and then let that word sink down in your yes. spirit. Take yes. some notes if you need to. I got to take notes for everything, y'all. That's why I got notes up here. That's take right. notes, listen, and then walk out what you're learning step by step, moment by moment, day by day. And then ask, here's the key, ask the Holy Spirit to help you. He's our helper. Scripture tells us, I, Jesus said, I'm going to send you the helper. That's the Holy Spirit. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you because we can't do anything good apart from God, y'all. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you and then let him do yes, the work that on. he wants to do in you. Absolutely. Come on. In other words, here, here's the thing. Walk your walk with yeah. God. You don't need to walk someone else's yep. walk. Walk your walk yep. with God and then lead others to Jesus. Yep. Simply by showing up and loving them. Yeah. I'm telling you, your presence matters. Yep. Your presence matters. God needs everyone who calls him Lord to build the temple. Yep. God needs everyone, not some, not a yeah. few. God needs everyone who calls him Lord to build the temple. This temple yep. and this temple. That's what God's calling us. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't want to be like the people that Haggai's talking to. Yeah. Some of them were complaining about their church. They were comparing it to a bigger church. And God had something else to say about that. If you skip down to verse 7 of chapter 2, it's, he says this, I will shake all nations, and what is desired by all nations will come, and I will fill this house yeah. 
with glory, says the Lord Almighty. The silver is mine, the gold is mine, declares the Lord. The glory of this present house will be greater than the glory of the former house, says the Lord Almighty. And in this place, in this place, I will grant peace, declares the Lord Almighty. Amen. Wow. God told them the same thing he's telling us now. He isn't done yet. He is not done yet. Keep building. And the peace that you need is found right here in this house. The peace that you are looking for, the peace that you are desiring in your life can be found in this house. Not somebody else's house. Hey, a lot of great churches. That's fine. God's peace can rest right here and will rest right here in this temple, in this house. Keep working working to build that temple. You know, I find it interesting sometimes when I hear, you know, that somebody left Pursuit Church because we don't do this or we don't have that. And, you know, well, the first thing I think of is, well, what were you doing to help make that happen? That's just... That's just me. But, but I don't get upset about it because here's what I know. I know that God is taking us where we need to go in the direction we need to go. And it's always going to be in his perfect timing. I don't want to ever, ever, ever get out in front of God. We're not going to get out in front of God. There have been things that Pastor Bobby said, hey, we need to do this. I was like, nope. When we can do this well, then we will consider. But we're not going to go in front of God. That's wisdom, y'all. Yeah, and this is how we know, (laughs) y'all. This is how we know. Because God will talk to him apart from when he talks to me. I think he knows how we work. You know, he knows our little dynamic here. And so he'll tell him something. And then he'll tell me something in another kind of way. But it'll be the same thing. And then later on, we'll come together. And I'm like, that's exactly what he said to me. Okay, that means God's saying, do it. But if that ain't happening, we ain't doing it. By the right? way, this scripture we're reading in Haggai, independently God put on both of we. Yeah. I'm telling you, yeah. God wants us. This is the scripture for us this year. Yep. I'm, I'm telling That's you right, right now. See, here's the thing. God is blessing this house. And he's been doing it, y'all, from the very beginning. That's right. Some of y'all sitting in this chair know all about it because y'all were pulling up that carpet. Okay? He's been blessing this house from the start. Let me tell you something. Most church plants, because we're still a church plant. We're in year two now. But we're still considered a church plant. I don't think you really get to be a, not a church plant until maybe after five years. five years. So most church plants, first of all, this just goes to show you how we're different. We started this in our late 50s, okay? So there's that. Most church plant pastors are in their 30s. But other than that, they start in places like schools, movie theaters, hotels. They had this whole setup, teardown situation going on. Well, you know what? God didn't do that to us. He gave us a building, y'all. This huge 8,500 square feet building is God blessing us, blessing y'all. He's not done. He started blessing. He's not done blessing. We started in a building. And you know what? Lots of people, I'm going to say this with all love and all due respect. Is that a Ricky Bobby line? (sighs) Anyway, so this is what a lot of people, they want something from the church. But they don't want to give anything to the church. Come on. Come on. <laughs> he, that's it. It's yeah, true. I think, I, I think you might need to say that again. We don't want to be the people who want something from the church and we're not willing to give to the church. Come on. The church Come on. is us, y'all. What are you willing to this give each other? We're the church. We're God's temple. Individually, like he said, and also as a collective group. So you see, as we build the temple... This, our person, by growing spiritually, we're beginning, we begin to lose that consumer mentality. You know, God builds this first and then uses it to help build this. You see, they're both going on together. Yeah. So if we want to, we want to fight a consumer mentality, it says, well, what am I going to get at church today? We got to let God develop our character. We got to let him change us. Change our thinking, as Pastor Karen said a couple weeks ago. we got to change how we think. As we do that, as we let God shape our character, it helps us develop a mindset that says, I can't wait to get to church, to give somebody something. Yep. Let me just say, there's nothing you can ever give God that you will not get more back in return. And I'm going to say that as a guarantee. Yeah. Not because I guarantee it. Well, he it, said it. <laughs> because God guarantees it. Yeah. You can't outgive God. Right. Oh, I'm going to show up today and I'm look at all the things I'm going to do. Guess what? Do it. Love it. And then see what God does. Yeah. 
Yeah. See how much more you actually get when you give? Yeah. yeah. Man, but, but you're not giving with the mindset right. to get. You're just giving because you love Jesus. But God's so good mm-hmm. that he actually gives you more anyway. That's right. Right? I mean, that's the kind of God that we serve. That's the kind of God yeah. that we love. Yeah. Man, I'm telling you, you cannot. You cannot. Outgive God. I don't care if you're talking about your time, your yeah. talent, your treasure, all those things that we bring to God. We can never give more than we will receive. But we give because we love Him. As yeah. we develop His character, right. we see and become more like Him. And we want to freely give, yeah. like God freely gives to us. That's right. That's the reason. That's right. You know, big youth groups, youth camps, lots of small groups. Lots of things for the women, things for the men. Those are great. Those are great things to have. And a lot of big churches are able to do that. But that's not required for you to grow spiritually. That's right. That's not required. What's required is you to intentionally grow your relationship with God and then help others know who Jesus is. Here's the deal. They're not required to grow your relationship with God or to love others, which actually is the thing that Jesus said. Remember what we said back in March 12, Mark 12 that we read earlier? Love God with all your heart, every single thing you have, and then love people like you love yourself. This is what we're called to do. Amen. You know, the other night, I didn't even tell him about it. I think I told someone else here about it. God gave me a dream, right? And I didn't say anything about it because I just kind of pondered on it. He gave me a dream, and I had forgotten about it until we started writing the message. And then it kind of came back. God brought it back to me. And in that dream, God showed me a line of people streaming in the doors. And the auditorium was already full. It was amazing. So what I'm saying is, and what I know God is telling me, is that this church is going to be a big church one day. It's going to happen. It's just a matter of God's timing, and we're going to go with his timing. But here's the deal. One day we will have a lot of the things that big churches have. And I'm looking forward to it. But until we do, right now, we're going to serve God faithfully here, right now. And we're going to do our best to do that. We're going to steward well the people that God is bringing here. And we're going to do what God wants us to do. And he wants all of us, all of us to do that. You know, God has been doing big, huge things in this church and through this church all along. Amen. As an example, one of the things we're going to have this year is four prayer and worship nights. How many people here have been to one of our prayer and worship nights this last year? I think we had three. I'm telling you, phenomenal things are happening in those prayer and worship nights. This year, we're going to have four of them. Chains are being broken. People's lives are being set free by the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, those nights are going to be powerful. February 10th. That's the first one. February 10th is the first one. I'm telling you, put it on your calendar right now. Yeah. Put it on your, invite your friend. Oh Lord, invite your friends, your family. Many people will come to a place like that or, or, or in an yeah, event, wherever you want to call it before they'll ever show up on a Sunday. Bring yeah. somebody. It's on a Friday night, man. I'm telling you, it's going to be powerful. It's going to yeah. be powerful. We're also going to be starting our first small groups. You remember we, we said we wanted to start small groups. We're starting with a women's group that's going to be meeting starting this coming week, as a matter yeah. of fact, right? A ladies' Bible study. They'll be studying uh, about the prophet Elijah. Oh, what, what a prophet. Ooh. Yeah. That's that Priscilla Shire. Is that yeah, the, it's Priscilla yeah. Shire. Oh, man, it's, it is, is the, the one that's leading it. It's going to be phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, the ladies, so you can sign up. We'll talk about the end. You can sign up for that after church. We have some other ladies meetups planned and some men's events also, men's outings coming up. And Sunday socials, we're still going to have those, but they're going to look a little different. They're going to have a little bit more intentionality. And our first one will be February 5th. We're going to do them once a quarter. And we'll still have a free lunch for anyone who wants to come. We're going to hang out, chat it up, get to know each other because that's part of getting connected. But the intentionality of it will be, it'll be an opportunity to become a member of Pursuit Church if you feel like that's where God's leading you. And it'll also be an opportunity to hear a little backstory of the church and kind of how we got started and, again, the vision of the church in general. And then also it'll be an opportunity for you to sign up to serve and get connected on a team. Let's see, and 2023... We're believing that it's going to be an awesome year of growth. And that's going to happen as we build the temple. Amen. You know, in all of that, hear me on this, in all of that, you have a significant role to play. 
You, each and every one of you that is in this place now, each and every one of you that may be hearing about this on a podcast or whatever, anyone that's not here, they, all of us, all of us have a significant role to play. You know, the Bible tells us in 1 Peter 4.10 that we all have been given gifts from God. And he says the primary place to use those gifts is in his church. It's not the only place. But First Peter tells us that's a place to use your gifts, all of us. To serve each other. To serve each other. Yeah. And since the church is the vehicle that God wants to use to save the world, he expects us to do our best to use our gifts to build his temple. Yeah. This yeah. and this. Yeah. That's where we're using our gifts. There is power when people come together. That's why we promote so much connecting through serving on teams. Yeah, when you serve on a team, you get to know each other really well. And I know that may sound a little, oh, I don't really like people. I'm an introvert. You know, you don't want to hang out. I get it. I totally get it because I used to be an extrovert. I'm not anymore, but whatever. We change. Sometimes we feel like that. So maybe, maybe it's just about a little change in perspective, okay? Maybe ask God to show you that coming to church on Sunday is an honor, Start looking forward to it. You know, there's peace in this house. God promised us. He said it. I believe it. You can't help but walk in the doors and just feel that peace of God that's in this house. Church is not just another thing that we have to do. No, 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 no. Church is who we are. It's who we are. It's who we are. That's why I just get a little... What? When people say, well, the church isn't doing this for me. You're part of the church. Come on. It's who we are. It's not just another thing we have to do. And you know what? Since it's the very thing that God wants to use to save the world, that's an honor that he picked us to be part of that. It's an honor. Oh, my God. It's such an honor. It's a privilege. It's a privilege that God picked us, all of us, flawed, frail, broken vessels with our own stuff to save the world through his church that's amazing not that we're doing the saving but we get to play a part in it that's huge you know what well, i was just gonna say i, I, <laughs> I see him ramping up to say well I, just, I shared this with, with pastor karen god's greatness is in no better display than in our weakness oh yeah yeah god's ability to do what he can only do is so contrasted with our inability. Yeah. The fact that the word says that God will use the weak things of the world to confound the wise. In other words, people look at his church and say, how is he doing that with these bunch of jacked up people? (laughs) Come on. Jesus took 12 jacked up people and changed the world. Come on. You do not have to be perfect for Jesus to use you. You do not have to have every part of your life together. Yeah. Yeah. Don't ever think that you do. Don't ever think that you are somehow disqualified just because you're learning to develop God's character. It's right. a process. Yeah. Just let God shape you. Let him, let him build your character. Let him build your temple. Right working while you're doing it. Don't give up. God will use you. He'll use your gifts in the most amazing, amazing ways that you will literally, you will be confounded as to how God's doing that. We, 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 we talk about that. What on earth is God doing and how is he doing this? Especially in those moments of intense fellowship. You know, we're like, what? What is he doing? But I want to I want to share something with you. When I say it's an honor to be able to participate in what God is doing through the church, you know, you know how those Facebook memories they pop up. You know, you get like a little pop up. It's a memory or whatever. I don't know what it's called, but a few days ago, actually a couple weeks ago, this little memory of mine popped up on Facebook, and you know it was when it was a long time ago that my friend Shay, she's been gone a while, but she had asked me years ago to um, lead the greeter team at our old church. And I was like, all right, that's great. You know, and I had, I had developed and trained team leaders before I even got to that church. But did that cross my mind? No, 
I didn't think about that. I was so honored that she asked me to lead the team of greeters in this church. It was an honor to do that. And you know why? Because here's the deal. I kept thinking, you know what, God, you're going to use me in some kind of big, cool way. And I'm going to do this. And I'm going to get to train people. Because here's the thing about the greeter team, in case y'all don't know. Well, this is the way it is in some churches. In our church, we're not like that. But in some churches, that's where you start. They want to check your faithfulness. They want to see if you're going to show up. And so you start at the greeter team, right? And I thought, okay, well, this is an opportunity for me to be able to sow seeds of encouragement and love into people who are just getting, just getting familiar with this whole serving thing. I was excited about it. I wasn't worried about what I had done in the past. I wouldn't worry about any of that. And you know why? It's because I love the church. I love the church. I love coming here on Sundays. I love seeing y'all. I love to hear about salvations. I love to hear the success stories. I love to hear that you guys are walking through things because sometimes you're walking through things I'm walking through. I just love the church. I love it so much, but I didn't used to love it, y'all. I didn't used to love it. But you know what happened? God changed my character. He changed my heart. And he did it as I was serving. He did it as I was serving. He didn't do it in the quiet of my home or on the back row. No, God started really changing my character when I was out there serving, cleaning toilets, wiping boogers off of these little kids. That's when he started changing my character. And I just got such a love for his church. He changed my character, my attitude, my values to be more in line with his. God wants to do a work in us while he's doing a work through us. He has a place for you here. And I want you to know that God rewards those who seek after him. And when you're serving him, you're seeking after him. That's a promise. I want to share with you the last verse in the book of Haggai. I don't think we have it on the screen. but It's literally the last verse in the book. And this is what it says. I will take you, my servant, and make you like my signet ring for I have chosen you a signet ring back in the time of the Bible was um, symbolic of identity and authority I will take you my servant and make you like my signet ring for I have chosen you God is still saying that today to y'all to you to me to all of us he's still saying in that verse, and he's saying it today, my servant. He's calling us to serve him. But if you notice, the rest of the blessings follow servanthood. They follow servanthood. And what he's saying is, I'll give you what you need. I'll give you the authority you need. I'm going to give you what you need to do what I'm calling you to do. You're my servant. When you ask Jesus into your heart, you're asking him to be the Lord of your life. So that means you're asking him to be your Lord. We serve the Lord. He's the master of our lives. We serve him. God's going to continually remind you that he chose you. He chose you. Before the foundations of this earth were ever laid, he chose you. That's straight out of scripture. He chose you. He has a plan and a purpose and a destiny. And it's going to start with servanthood serving him you don't serve others so much as you're serving him which is serving others that's your destiny that's part of your purpose and he's going to continually remind you that he chose you 2023 is the year that God is calling Pursuit Church to build the temple Amen. start here and it flows out we build the temple and it's going to start with a relationship with him and then once you have a relationship with him, you allow him to develop his character in you. Yes. It's just called sanctification. That's a churchy word. But it starts with a relationship with God. And then you participate in building his temple, the church. When you do these simple things, your entire life will be changed for the better. And above all else, you'll find your purpose, you'll make a difference. And the joy that only comes through a relationship with Jesus Christ. I want to pray for you. Will you bow your heads? Heavenly, Holy Father, we love you so much.
We just love you. We thank you for who you are. You have taken broken vessels and you've done mighty things, Lord. We thank you that we've never gone too far from you. You know where we are. You search us out. You look for us. Your your word says that your eyes roam around looking who you can bless. Lord, thank you for that. Lord, unite us together as your church with one heart to build your temple. Lord, unite us. Give us a spirit of unity. Knit our hearts together to do what you've called us to do. Father God, thank you that you've given us a family, a church family to belong in, to be a part of, Lord. Give us a heart for the things that you have a heart for. Lord, break our hearts for what breaks yours. Lord, we surrender it to you and we thank you. We thank you for who you are. We know you created us first for a relationship with you and with others. Help us do that well, Lord. Give us what we need to do that. Heavenly Father, thank you for your presence today. Your beautiful, sweet presence is so obvious that you're here with us. Thank you for that, Lord. Thank you that you're with us. You've never left us. Lord, we just bless your holy name. Help us grow spiritually. Help us lean into your Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, thank you. Lord, if there's anybody here who doesn't know you as their Savior, Father, draw them in right now with bands and cords of love and mercy. And if any anyone here is kind of a little off track, Lord, bring them back on gently, lovingly. I know you do that, Lord. You woo us back to you. Father, speak to hearts right now in this moment. As we surrender our hearts to you, Lord, we thank you for that. Quicken hearts, Lord, just like you did in Haggai's time. Do it now, God. Ignite the spirit in us to want to follow you. We love you, Lord, and we thank you for who you are. We thank you for the vision that you've given us to lead your church. Thank you for choosing all of us to do that, Lord, and give us what we need to do it. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. You know, if you just keep your eyes closed and your head bowed just a little bit more, if you haven't made Lord, Jesus the Lord of your life and you know that he's calling you into a relationship right now, you can feel the Holy Spirit tugging on your heart. It just starts with a simple prayer. Just pray a simple prayer after me. There are other believers here. They'll join in and just encourage you. If you're ready to ask Jesus into your heart to be your Lord and Savior, if you're ready to follow him and you know you need him in your life to lead you, then you just pray the simple prayer after me. Lord Jesus. Jesus. I repent of my sins. I repent of my sin. I ask you to forgive me. I ask you to forgive me. Wash me clean. Wash me clean. Come into my heart. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. I make you my Lord.